I still kind of think you should have asked Mr. Miyagi before going after his tree. I mean, you wouldn't think he'd hide it out in the middle of nowhere if he wanted people digging it up, you know? Look, I don't have a choice. If Mr. Miyagi doesn't sell this tree we're looking for, he loses his business. He's broke. His Social Security can barely cover the expenses on his rowboat. I mean, this tree is like money in the bank. Great, so now we're robbing a bank. Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three damn passive minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. <laughs> Today we're talking about minutes 51 and 54 of the Karate Kid Part 3. To begin with, Daniel getting fed up with Mr. Miyagi and end with Daniel making a new friend. So uh want to wish everybody a happy TIGF. Unfortunately, there is no Terry to talk about this Friday, but he's in our thoughts. Uh-huh. Always. <laughs> we pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Daniel being super frustrated with Miyagi and all how he's reacting about the bonsai trees being stolen. And now he's going fishing. And uh, it's just Daniel's quote. It's like, the shop's wrecked. We've been just robbed. You're going fishing. We're flat broke and you're going fishing. You just got to fluff it off, huh? Does it not even bother you? Sounds like an old married couple. I don't know about you. But, uh, <laughs> Why are you not taking this seriously? Yeah, there's a there's not too many times that he like stands up to Miyagi and like tries to oppose what Miyagi is doing. Yeah. Usually, you know, wants to learn from him and let him guide him, but he's he's really uh convinced that Miyagi's in the wrong here. Right. And that 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 line you can't be so damn passive is one of my favorite Daniel lines. <laughs> Just damn the way passive. Can't be so damn passive. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, before that, like Daniel, he, uh, Miyagi says it's better to be bothered basically at a full stomach. And, uh, and I don't know if I might be Miyagi like going like, listen, like they're putting us out of business. I have no money and I have no way to buy food. We're going to need me to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Daniel is just no mood for his uh, cryptic platitudes, uh, really wants to do something about it. Um, so he jumps into his car and like bellows at Miyagi about how he's going to the police. Um, and I just thought, would it have been funny if Daniel started peeling donuts <laughs> and screaming at Miyagi? Can't be so damn passive. Take that, Buddha head. <laughs> Did they say uh, that? In the last one, yeah. They did say that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go back and listen to Wednesday's Minutes when I told you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right over my head, I guess. Matt's been pretty high on mac and cheese all week, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, his car's here. So it made me think about the timeline of the evening because this is a minute-by-minute podcast and even three minute by three minute, you got to think about things to talk about. And I was like, okay, so how did this work? Uh, Daniel and Miyagi drove to the shop together, I assume, worked mm-hmm. on the shop, and then Miyagi had to run an errand. And then Daniel washed up and got surprised mac and cheese. You know what I like. <laughs> and and then Miyagi comes to pick him back up and found Daniel in the middle of being beaten. So they just drove in together, I assume. Because it's really weird that he's just there with no car. Yeah. Uh, Daniel remarks that this is the 80s and you got to do something. I love, I love whenever 
there's something like that in a show or a movie. It's the '90s. It's the '80s. You know. And then they say, you know, something like the, like the, the something that's progressive for the time. I guess I don't know. Right, right. We didn't call the police in the '70s. Or, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's like is, you know, ancient Okinawa. We don't call the police when there are people that break into our shop and beat us up, uh, or something like that. Like, like not reacting to bullies is now it, it, it should be an outdated custom at this point uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah yeah daniel uh, yeah the, the damn pass something again daniel like gives up his tournament dreams because he thinks that miyagi knows best but now he's like no actually i know best right <laughs> like but it's not really it's like come on you, you got to report this to the police you can't just like daniel says fluff it off <laughs> I've never heard that uh, expression. Yeah, yeah. I I I I don't want to Google search really. Um, uh, fluff unless I put the words marshmallow, word marshmallow, not words. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it. Um. <laughs> yeah, Miyagi is now left standing with his fishing pole and his tackle box as Daniel sad. drives away. Yeah, it's not the saddest we're gonna see Miyagi in this movie, but it's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. So we're done with that scene. We go back to Devil's Cauldron. I guess uh, Jessica and Daniel decided to take a six-hour drive <laughs> together uh, because um, got to get that tree. Yep. Of course. And the Bill Conti track here is called Getting the Tree. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say got to get that tree. <laughs> got to get that tree. That would be a great song title. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. This this theme that he's created is very Miyagi sounding. It's like, mm-hmm. almost, it's almost like you got to keep Miyagi in your mind as Daniel is going to make another attempt to like break his heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, ruin him. Like, I really want to test the friendship now. How about that? Like <laughs> family tree he brought over and planted specifically so nobody else would get it. And I think differently, I think it should be gotten. <laughs> and I know better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, uh, Daniel's got his uh, reversed reversible bomber on, and Jessica's got a neon pink jacket. So I, I guess they're just in case they both like get stranded or fall off a cliff or something. <laughs> like, they want to make sure they're easily spotted. <laughs> I mean, you got to think ahead. Uh, and uh, and then Daniel recounts what happened when he went to the police. Um. He says, I bring the tournament application to the police station. As I walk in, they start laughing at me. As he walks in, they, they start got, laughing at him. They have eagle eyes. They can read that paper from <laughs> from their desks. I don't even understand. Like, why would, like, you walk in? I mean, was he wasn't like he was wearing anything out of the ordinary. Or <laughs> I, they just, I walked into the police station and they started laughing at me. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that actually happened? Like, I just got attacked and my business is threatened. You <laughs> 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 look funny. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the sergeant said, son, we'll look into it. So we'll see. That means and, uh, we'll do anything. Right. Like, it's it's the usual reaction to robbery, I think. I mean, I back back in my early 20s, I had my apartment robbed and I actually, like, knew exactly who did it. Mm. But I didn't have like proof or anything. I was just like, he did it. Go check him out. And they're like, yeah, we'll look into it and never heard from them again. 
Yeah. Thanks a bunch. Bunch of CDs got stolen. Useless. Yeah. Same thing happens with my bike. Oh, man. Uh, Well, at least he didn't, like, fall down a cliff with it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Someone stole it right out from under me, and I just... (laughs) Sort of rolling down. <laughs> Luckily, your stunt double is there. Just take the fall for you. Yeah. <laughs> you got up and brushed yourself off. Darn it. Where did my bike go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jessica starts, uh, I don't know, speaking common sense to Daniel. <laughs> like, maybe you should ask. Uh, and, yeah, you wouldn't. You I just said this. You wouldn't think he'd hide it in the middle of nowhere if you wanted people digging it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Daniel, Daniel always acts before thinking. Yeah. Very impulsive. Um, and he says he doesn't have a choice. Um, I mean, don't they have insurance? Probably not, I'm assuming. <laughs> I assume that they bought this place, leased it with cash. And uh, what do you say? He had, like, enough money left over for some repairs or whatever? I would, like assume, I would assume insurance would be, like... Uh, you know, like it would be the law that you'd have to have insurance for your your uh, business, like, kind of like a car insurance. Where you right. Have, you have to have it. Right. I mean, insurance, you probably need like a business license of some sort. I'm sure neither of these things. <laughs> yeah. Everything they do is under the table. Right. Right. Here's a curious quote. Daniel says, if Mr. Miyagi doesn't sell this tree we're looking for, he loses his business. Uh, sorry, his business? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, now, Daniel? <laughs> now it's his business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have to uh, uh, get away from all this if they're going to keep showing up. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, maybe there was a reason why he put Mr. Miyagi's name right in the name of the business. <laughs> it's yeah. Mr. Miyagi's little trace. It doesn't say anything about Daniel. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wash my hands of it. <laughs> I actually did earlier. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't chicken grease I was getting rid of. That was my connection to this business. Walked it down the drain. Yeah, just running the water going, this is very metaphorical. <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyway, um, then he tells me, uh, Jessica, how broke Mr. Miyagi is and how much he can rake in. And like, yeah, it's, it, apparently... Uh, we haven't heard about this, but uh, Mr. Miyagi has Social Security coming in, but I guess it's not a lot if it can barely cover the expenses on his rowboat. Like, I don't know what expenses go into a rowboat. I mean, if it's maybe if yeah, it gets a hole in it to patch it up. <laughs> I assume he's exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Uh, and he goes, this tree is like money in the bank. And Jessica goes, great. Now we're robbing a bank. <laughs> I thought it was a great little clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, a c- pretty cool shot they have here. It goes right from like the water panning over to uh, Daniel and Jessica approaching, and like the scene like wraps as Jessica's walking by the camera saying that line. I thought, oh, that's pretty well timed. Yeah, yeah, like all the all the photography around this location that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, they really go go all out. Like the the next is a bit, I thought this is very like an eighties shot, you know, like the the silhouettes of the two of them walking down the mountain, and mm-hmm. it just had this like eighties gauze to it. I don't know, it, and it it pans out a bit as uh, Jessica uh, is talking about the special tree, um, and uh, 
Daniel says, uh, well, Jessica asks how much it's worth, and Daniel says, oh, I checked around. He checked around. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, these original bonsai trees start about $10,000. And uh, I don't know if he's going by Mr. Miyagi's earlier lines about how how much they're worth or if he really did check. I mean, he doesn't have Google. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, he knows a bonsai dealer. I don't even know if I would be able to accurately appraise a bonsai tree with Google. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Doing well, it without it. I don't know. Thankfully, I looked on Google for the both of us. Um According to bonsaiempire.com, what? One th- yeah, one thing that makes uh, them expensive is importing them from Japan. Uh, and like it, it, apparently there's a whole process of of like they need to be like bare rooted. They need to be quarantined, sometimes even for like years. To, you know, before it can actually be imported, according to this website, I don't know. Um, and they also said age can really rack up the price. Um, and some are that old because they've been in family for generations and they've been cared for for, you know, many, many, many years. Hmm. So the amount of care they've gotten um, adds to it. Um, according to uh, LiveJapan.com, there are three ways to determine the value of a bonsai tree. Um, the miki, which is the the trunk, uh, how thick that trunk is. Got to have a thick trunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I, I'm sorry if I butchered this. The edijund, edijund, um, and it says how well the branches line up, like how perfectly they they look together. You know, if they're just like sticking this way or that, it's probably less worthy than a, a nice swoop to the branches or something like that. Um. And of course, and the uh, the last one is nabari, which is the root spread, like how well the roots connect with the soil, and you know how how it's spread out, how it looks, you know. Um, some trees get up to about a million dollars in value. Um, there was one I found that was like eight hundred years old. Um, Whoa, yeah. So when Jessica says no way, seriously, I, I'm here to say yes way, Jessica, yes way, seriously. Um, so, so yeah. And, and, you know, we do get to see what it looks like and that is a pretty, uh, ideal looking, um, bonsai by the, by the way it's described, uh, of the three things. Um, yeah. Is I'm going to assume it's not real. I, yeah, I, unfortunately, again, there's not a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes into like, yeah, we created the, this with the plaster cast of that and i have no idea all i know is i um i believe a lot of this the close-up stuff we'll talk about it next week is filmed like on a set and uh you know a lot of the stuff where they're hiking through the mountains is is you know on location so because you can't have them climbing on the side of a mountain but i assume um this tree is created and and, and is part of that set um and they just kind of superimpose it um, but, uh, oh, uh, so there's a few other things I wanted to mention here. Um, Daniel says, uh, Daniel thinks it's going to set Mr. Miyagi up for life. And he's like, that's the least I can do for him. Like, <laughs> just again, this, 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 um, ideology of Daniel is just like, he's going to accept this gift. He's going to like it. You know, it's yeah. already happened once in this movie. He's going to, I'm going to make it happen again. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you think it's uh, self-serving at all, or I mean, does he just want all the all the uh, adoration and and uh, I don't know? He just wants people to thank him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I he really is convinced that this is going to save the day. Um, but I mean, in the end, it is they're going to make this money by selling this tree. So mm-hmm. do you think Mr. Miyagi wants to actually sell this tree? I just, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he could have sold it back, back when he went off the war. Um, but I, th- I, I think he gets more pleasure knowing that it's there than yeah, <laughs> definitely having it save his bacon. Yeah. I don't... Canadian or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. De- Miyagi definitely feels that way. And, I don't know. Sometimes Miyagi, or uh, sorry, Daniel doesn't seem to know Miyagi as well as you would think. <laughs> right. The mind of Miyagi. Just anybody, even. Just this is a very precious thing. I I put in a specific place where it will not be tampered with. It's it's connected to his roots. You know, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, why would you think that he'd want you to do? He'd be okay with you doing that. I don't know. Uh, the other thing that came to mind here while they were walking through the woods is like I've been watching way too many Jason movies because <laughs> I'm like getting creepy vibes while they're walking through the woods. I'm like, man, what's going in on? the broad daylight? <laughs> in the broad daylight. Um, Jason works in the broad light daylight. He, That's know, true. He killed all those paintball guys. <laughs> exactly. It came to mind. All three of them right in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Daniel looks down into Devil's Cauldron and Jessica offers her thoughts on how the ocean works. Um, which she's like, I, you know what I think? And he's like, what? He's like, I think when the tide comes in, the ocean fills up the bottom down there. It's like, oh, really, Jessica? Did (laughs) wow. Uh, and then another one where I had to talk back to the screen, which is uh, Daniel goes, yeah, Mr. Miyagi sure knows how to pick them. No, he knows how to plant them. You know how to pick them, (laughs) (laughs) jerk. Anyway, uh. Jessica uh, doesn't think they'll find it, but uh, Daniel uh, is immediately drawn to the tree. And how could you not be? I mean, it looks like a beam of sunlight is mm-hmm. pointed towards it. And it's like it, it could be sitting at the end of a rainbow and completely fit in. Yeah. With, with the high definition picture, it's very uh, clear that it's not on location. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was thinking this, this is probably like superimposed or something into mm-hmm. the, the shot of them from far away. But uh, I, oh, I was yeah. talking. I was. I didn't think about that shot. Let me see that shot. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking of like the the close up shots of it. Yeah, the close up, and there you could see them behind, way way off on the mountain, looking through the binoculars. Uh, or maybe I'm confusing a couple shots. You have it in front of you. Uh, but I yeah, there's a the shot of just the tree. Okay. And before that, there's a shot of them. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure that that I think that might be a shot of a tree in front of a rear projection screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. That's okay. what I mean by superimpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah what well, you said. <laughs> <laughs> but it's beautiful. It, I mean, it's bathed in sunlight. If you look closely, you can see a couple of butterflies flying around it. Yeah, like, nice, I think nice like touch. A little, there's like a little 
There's a little lizard in one shot. Yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't yep. even see the lizard. I was looking for the butterflies. Yeah. It's when he, oh. uh, w- when it pans down to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a little lizard. Yeah. He crawls away. Uh. <laughs> oh, I got to look for that. Um, and the, the long shot of, of them looking from a distance that I think, I don't think that's actually Ralph Macchio. It looks like, it doesn't look <laughs> like him at least. Why not be? And this is where Daniel says it's it, it's just like the one on his gi. And mm-hmm. then Jessica says, yeah, it's like the one on my pot. So, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this before, but the the idea that uh, Jessica, like their trademark, <laughs> Jessica put on the pot, but the, the trademark comes from the what was on the back of the gi. Yeah. And um, uh, I wonder, like, do you think Miyagi's wife, designed the bonsai logo on the tree that Miyagi was taking care of before he left. Like, I think that all originates from this one special tree. Probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it looks just like it. I mean, I always assumed that the bonsai logo comes like it's handed down throughout the Miyagi family, but I think this is more of a Miyagi, you know, a Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. It might've originated with her. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you a photo of the uh, the long shot there. That doesn't look like Ralph, does it? Oh my gosh, no, it does not. Do you have <laughs> any looks, idea? Can you can you give a timestamp where people should look? <laughs> it looks more like Tanner Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Buchanan went back in time in a 1989 Ford Mustang to film this shot. I mean, do they have access to the minutes? <laughs> no, I but I don't know the overall timestamp from the movie. It's about two <laughs> minutes into two minutes into this three minute. Uh, Okay, so it's about so look at look around minute fifty fifty three. Oh yeah, folks looking at the movie, (laughs) and uh, um, you will see that far away shot of Daniel in quotes. That's really Mm. funny. (laughs) You know, it looks like that kid from uh, Weird Science, uh, (laughs) the one that with Anthony Michael Hall, uh, the other kid. Movie or the TV show? The the movie. Yeah, Watch, watch the TV show. I, I watched it. <laughs> Vanessa Angel. That, that's our next podcast. <laughs> Weird Science Minute, and we'll talk about the TV show uh, in between seasons. <laughs> the, the many seasons of Weird Science Minute. Uh, so, yeah. Um, how are we going to get this tree? Is there a mountain climber nearby? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of cut to uh, Jessica showing Daniel the ropes. Thank you. Uh, and they uh, they kind of start their descent and um, Daniel is happy to hear that the rope is his friend. <laughs> That's kind of where we leave off because it's just like Jessica's like, remember, the rope is your friend. Everything will be great. And Daniel's like, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're watching it three minute by three minute, that's where it stops. But this is where I, I hinted at it, I think, on Monday. And this is where I can discuss my theory about the weight fluctuations in Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a quote from Ralph um, talking about Karate Kid Three, um, and it says, "I remember one of the guys, one of the crew guys, said, you know, you should watch it. There's a little bit of poison oak in there, so just be careful. I'm hanging off the cliff all day, touching everything. I wake up in the morning, and I just said to my wife at the time, I said, my eyes, I can't even see. They feel yeah. swollen. And yeah, it turns out that." Their climbing, uh, which we'll talk about more next week, caused uh, Ralph to get poison oak, 
and they shut down production for two weeks. And it, and that's all it took for him to gain weight. I I, I was like, so perhaps it was really bad, and he swole up. No. <laughs> With macaroni and cheese. <laughs> What's the next thing we gotta do? The macaroni and cheese one. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another thing, actually. You know, it, it, it could be that 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 break time in between. You know, I, you know, because again, I, I'm not sure the order of things that were shot, but there was other stuff that was shot before this that's coming later in the movie that also caused production to be shut down. I don't want to s- spoil that, but. We will talk about it. Um, so they did shut down the movie a couple times. And, you know, life happens. <laughs> you know? But, it, you know, it, it. I swear, during this movie, it's just like it goes from scene to scene. Like, Daniel looks bigger in the macaroni and cheese than he did in the scene before with, uh, with Terry and uh, Mr. Miyagi. He looks like classic Karate Kid, and you know, again, he's wearing the bandana that lends to it. But yeah, I I just feel like there's certain scenes in this movie where he just seems like he's bigger, and it might be because of this poison oak thing. It could mean be like, hey, I was down a couple weeks, I uh, went a little crazy with the like Easter candy or something. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, do you have anything else for these uh, three minutes? Nope. Well, actually, the big yellow bag that he's carrying. Mm. Yeah. Is there something in it already? Because it doesn't like it looks like it's got something in it. It has form to it. Is it? Is it? Well, first thing, is it a form that can be signed? (laughs) And second thing, it is definitely apropos of you to notice form. Um, (laughs) Okay, I'm done with my jokes. But yeah, maybe he's got the uh, maybe he's got the the tools. tools. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe he's got the talent. Mm-hmm. The tools are in the talent. Shut up. God. Anyway. Uh, well, everybody, we'd hate to leave you off on a cliffhanger, but uh, we do have to wrap it up for the week. Uh, we will be back on Monday to talk. Uh, well, it turns out this cliffside tree poaching is a, is a bit of a dangerous job. And maybe uh, Daniel and Jessica better watch out. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that. Um, as for us, please send us feedback, karate kid minute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Go to, uh, search for karate kid minute. How many times do I say this? Karate kid minute. You'll find us and review us on Apple podcasts and Spotify and uh, be nice. And also it is Friday. I do want to mention at least once every week, uh, until we're done here, we need female guests. If you identify as female, we'd love to have you on as a guest for next Karate Kid, especially if you like the movie. If you hate the movie, it's going to be kind of a bummer. But, you know, also, we don't mind entertaining different points of view. But (laughs) um, we would love to have you. I mean, there may be people who are like, yeah, I don't mind talking about 12 minutes of a movie I don't like. (laughs) But, you know, know, teach their own. Uh, but seriously, if you are interested in, and you identify as female, uh, we'd love to have you because uh, it is our goal to have um, all female guests for the Julie season because uh, we're two dudes and it's weird for two dudes to talk about a teenage girl for an entire season. But um, anyway, or we'll just make Mel just sit with us and <laughs> you can't leave. Yeah, um, yeah. we need you every time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
uh, all right, that's it for this week. And until next time, feed this through here, I hold this back here, and I pray to God.